0: They would start talking to them crazy. However, it is like whether it's sexual or it's just like, oh, shut up, go get me this. Like you know, whatever the case mm, is. I
1: guess that's a so difference.
0: We uh, yeah. would address them and say, oh, okay. So what's going on here? Like say that to me. And what would happen? They just sh- shut the fuck up. I am great.
1: Thank you for asking.
0: Okay, you're doing a lot of things with your sweater. I'm
1: doing nothing. Okay. Thank you. You
0: got the Princeton, Yale, Ivy League school sweater tie thing going on. Is that why you you never do this?
1: Because I wanted Um, to have it accessible in case it's chilly. I don't want to. I want to make the less amount of noise if I want to put it back on versus like having it on the ground.
0: Okay. Um.
1: Do I look ridiculous a
0: little bit? Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Okay, thank you. I I would like to start somewhere specific today. Okay, let's do it. Okay. I feel like, as I've always talked about, there's always like this continuum of data and information that comes and then something builds up and then you have, boom, like an idea. Mm -hmm. So when people feel like ideas come out of nowhere, I think like they've been coming and you just didn't notice it coming. Uh, Okay. Right? Um... So, you and I watched the movie last night. Yes. Right? Called The Whale. Yes. starring your friend.
1: He's not my friend. I made a dinner reservation for okay, him. Okay, so we
0: don't know his name, but the whoever? Brand,
1: it's Brendan Fraser.
0: There you go. Brendan Fraser. Um, he was the guy from The Mummy, I believe.
1: Yes, that gentleman.
0: Right. Um, I don't know him from shit else but The Mummy, actually. I, I've seen Is him Is he around. like an A-list actor? I think, B-
1: I think he's C- like... A negative B plus.
0: Okay. I don't know. We don't know. Um, he was a big deal at work.
1: <laughs> so I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> um, okay. This movie is about a big ass guy.
1: More than morbidly. I mean, he has to be 500 pounds.
0: Probably. Something some, like that. Something like that. He's still able to walk. He uses a little walker to get around. Um, Does
1: not leave his house. He lives on the second floor.
0: Right. Uh, interesting time for this movie to be made. Now I again, I don't go into the the depths of, all the backlash that movies get or that actors get or i don't i don't know the ins and outs of why like when the barbie movie came out and everyone's upset about the barbie movie it's like oh the barbie movie is about the patriarchy or the barbie movie is right i i I don't know i've
1: only read headlines and like maybe a paragraph
0: i I don't think that you can really come out with anything and not get a lot of a lot of hate now I do know that there's this thing these days where like you have to hire like if you're going to make a movie about a fat person, the person playing it has to be naturally fat. If you're going to make a movie about like a black person, that person needs to be black. Like if they right like if you're going to make a movie about it's some person, some whatever demographic of person, you better have that demographic of person playing that character or else. You're taking the opportunity away from that type of person that could have been playing it and it could have been authentic in whatever the case is. So Brendan Fraser is an average guy. From what you tell me, you saw him in real life.
1: Yeah, he's like an average looking dude. He's not five, He's not anywhere close to 500 pounds. Right,
0: okay. So we took a job away from a morbidly obese person. Is what is is the argument on the that socials? I, that oh. When
1: this movie came out, I, I read a few headlines that it was extremely not well liked. That Brendan Fraser was not a morbidly obese man naturally. Yet he played this man. I think he did have to gain some weight. And also obviously wear a fat suit. But I believe that that was a big cause of contention. Okay, Um, is that? Let me ask you because I've never thought about this before. Does it apply? Like, is it the same thing with like either a Hispanic or Black person in a fat person? If if
0: you. If they said we were going to make the movie Ray with Ray Charles and it wasn't fucking Jamie Foxx and they decided they okay. were going they were going to put Tom Cruise in that bitch and have him play Blackface. All right, like, that's different. Nigga. <laughs> they, they they, they'd burn that that's studio different. to the ground. You can't do shit like that. Wait, so, and also
1: that's a musical movie. So you need someone that is not no, more than not an actor. Uh, no, that's not true.
0: No, that's not true. Like you don't you don't have to. People play people are they're actors. People play shit all the time and they're not that thing. Right? Like, you, people but play doctors Jamie Foxx and they're not. Do-
1: for real in that movie? Well,
0: that's because it's Jamie Foxx. Well, that's what I'm saying. Jamie Foxx can do. You see, it's great to have an actor that yes, can do everything too. in the world because. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. amazing. You know, but no, you don't have to. Like, you know what I mean? Because I like, think- fucking Will Smith played uh, the dude from Concussion, the doctor, Dr. On Leroy. le Roi.
1: I didn't watch. He
0: didn't. He's not a fucking doctor. He doesn't know shit about concussions. He doesn't know shit about neurology. You know, like Grey's Anatomy,
1: all these actors.
2: You know what I mean? But
0: you just you you act. You act like you know what the fuck you're talking about. You think every musical documentary or like you know what I mean, docu film was made by someone that could really fucking sing or play music? No, absolutely not.
2: Yeah, that's
0: a good point. Um, now. the question here for me immediately is like do we have because i don't know i don't know this information do we have a morbidly obese person on ice that we can just that we can just on the bench ready to play that is a good actor that could fill the role that because i would imagine you even being morbidly obese, like that's going to be a tough well
1: that's what i'm saying i think it's Like, it sounds a little ludicrous to me to think that a a 500-pound person should fill a role because, like, it would never look like that. Because you're actually struggling, you know? Like, you you can't...
0: Yeah, like, do we have any actors that are 500 pounds? Because
1: what we're also talking about is the level of, of just skill. Yeah. Because are you 500 pounds and are you an actor? Maybe. But should you be in 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 a movie that's going to be at but the Where
0: camp? where are they? Where, I don't think where, they exist. Where are really? they? Where are they acting? Like what I show is this? I've I've seen my six hundred pound Life. I Ooh.
1: think that most but that's a people reality that, TV show. I think that most people that can't leave their home, let alone their bed, are not like, come on, come on, what are we talking
0: about? You see, Okay, so Mm -hmm. we're on the same page of like, what what are we, what conversation are we having right now? Okay. All right, so that's that. Now, keep in mind, because I'm going to slow step this one. Let's do it. The reason I'm even bringing this up, because you have no idea where I'm headed.
1: And I thought about this already. I'm like, what is going on?
0: You have no idea. No one does. But the whole (laughs) point as to why I'm even bringing this up is because I feel like, I, we have spoken about overweight people mm. various times yep. on this platform. And I don't want to come across as harsh. Okay. I'm trying to have, pun intended this time, <laughs> a full body discussion. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, so in this movie, I mean, you know, we don't have to give away like super, super duper spoilers. It's a great but, movie, but by the way. It was, it was good. It was well done. It was very Acting layered. Was- it was emotional.
1: Very emotional.
0: It showed you about love mm-hmm. and, and loss and just the overall overwhelming struggle of what it can be, you know, to be a, a human. Yeah. Right, in various ways, and what addiction can look like, and what self sabotage can look like, what just heavy loss and hopelessness can look like, and how it can overtake you. Yeah, and you can because it's not just a movie about a fat person, a fat person, right? It's it's a movie about life sort of getting away from you.
2: Yeah, right, you're making mistakes,
0: making mistakes through life, and time is going. If you're not paying attention to what it is you're doing or what's going on around you, just things slip away, things get away from you, and you're looking back like, "Fuck, how did, how did I get to this right. place? How did I allow this to get here?" Um, and that's that's that. So I don't, again, I don't want to get, I don't want to spoil the movie because it's relatively new, correct?
1: Uh yeah, like the past year or two.
0: Oh, okay, so it's kind of old then. Um, oh, we'd be getting on the shit like. Very late, and then swear that this movie came out like a week or two ago. Well, no,
1: I'm aware that we don't want because we're not paying, we're not going to the movies and we're not renting movies for the most part. I think we only did that with John Wick and uh, Saw
2: (laughs) (laughs) for some reason. Wild movie, I wanted to watch all
1: the Saw movies, (laughs) 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 but yeah, no, I'm yeah, I definitely am okay with waiting a few years. Like, I'm gonna wait till Barbie's free somewhere to watch it,
0: yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting to see like what people were
1: freaking out about, freaking
0: out about, ranting yeah. and raving about. Um, Now, we have okay. recently what? No, I'm waiting. We have recently spoken to a gentleman that just hates <laughs> fat people, hates him. He's like, I don't understand fat yeah. people. He was working at, at, a, at a bar nearby, yes. and he said that there was a group of the group of big people. That came into the bar and it was like four or five of them, and they had a blow up sex doll with them. <laughs> and you know it's a sex doll because it probably had some red lips and a with, hole in her mouth, and a hole in her mouth, right? In
1: her fake vagina,
0: right? Uh, in that sense, where he's from, he's out in Dublin most of his life, and grew
1: up in Croatia, and he's
0: and he's been out in Am- he used to live in Amsterdam. Yeah. So he said. The Where weed has been legal, right, so these sort of antics aren't new to him, like mm-hmm. it's like, yes, yeah, whatever, people walking around with a sex doll. It's not weird until you start having sex with the sex right. doll, which didn't happen, so um but they're there, and they got a sex doll, and they're big as hell, and so it's already sort of just like, okay, what's going on here, right? but we're all here to have a good time. It's a bar, weird shit happens in a bar, and then. They just start drinking. It seems like they've probably already had some drinks prior to coming to the establishment. And then they start... Slowly doing weird shit like grinding up on people that are sitting, you know, at a bar stool in front of the bar. Like now they're and like the
1: bartender that is also a female Oh, is that what they said? Yeah, he, is, said he said that there was so he's a bar back at this bar. Yeah. And it was the bartender who they were grinding up on. Who was oh, a
0: lady. I thought that, that was just a random person, no. like a, like a regular at the bar. She worked there. Oh.
1: That's why I was like, and did she like it, knowing that she didn't? And he was like, No, she fucking hated it. I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah
0: (laughs) okay yeah they should have got those people thrown out then at that point
1: but that's but that's American culture whether you're in luxury or not like you're not gonna really get thrown out of a place
0: so let me call bullshit I used to work at a bar and it was my job as well as another large black man's job and it wasn't just what bar Buffalo Wild Wings really so we were in there And no one told us this was our job. We took it amongst ourselves because this is how we felt as men. Anytime some dumb, drunk fuck was in there and started talking wild to one. Because all the staff was chicks for the most part. Right. And they're all cute, young, dainty chicks such as yourself. And when they would start talking to them crazy However, it is like whether it's sexual or it's just like, oh, shut up, go get me this, like you know, whatever the case
1: Mm, is. I guess that's a
0: different. We would address them and say, oh, okay, so what's going on here? Like, say that to me.
1: And what would happen?
0: They they shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, I've never worked. I've worked. I've been a bartender many years, and that's never that,
0: been a thing, and we And we were allowed to do that. Our manager didn't care. It's just like, hey, what, what? So we would just adjust. What do you want to do here? What do you want to do here? Right. Do you want to stay with your friends and continue out of good time? Or do you want to step outside? Like, it's whatever, it's whatever you want to do. And that was the end of that conversation. And then everybody had a great time. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you can do that. If it's not luxury, you can step to people. Well, and, if
1: you're a man, you can do that.
0: But, but th- What are you saying? Is the person that we're talking about not a man?
1: Well, yeah, but he do you knows, feel
0: like there are not other men that work at that bar. Someone I, can walk up and say something.
1: I, I know, but no, most of the time you took that upon yourself. So that wasn't something your manager was doing nor being asked of you. You, you guys were just decent human beings. Is what I'm saying.
0: Moving on. So, then they, you know, continue to do a bunch of weird shit. Uh, I forget. if they. Oh, what else were they doing that he said was um, like really just weird? Just
1: being loud, obnoxious. Loud,
0: obnoxious. Just, yeah. all right. Just whatever. bothering
1: people around them. Everyone is complaining.
0: More of the story is he says, I'll never understand <laughs> these fat fuckers. Yeah. Like, I'll never understand them. Like, I, I just don't understand how you allow it to get to this point. Right? Um, now... What's always interesting to me is as we're having these conversations, and you talk to me about my objectivity in looking at things. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, the very first word that comes to mind detachment. is detachment. It's yeah. because I don't have a dog in the race. It's because I don't, I, I, I've spent enough time detached from my personal preferences on what this world is and how it should be to just be able to see it for what it is yeah so i uh, i often speak from that vantage point so i'm able to see other perspectives very easily he also then afterwards talked about how he had gotten chubby himself but then he realized it and then he reined it in okay so he had a stint to which he allowed himself to get to a point that he didn't like. Yeah. Although he can't understand how someone else just does it past that point. Which is the same exact thing. He went through it. He just doesn't understand how it gets past the point that he got to, which doesn't I, make it. It's the same thing as the how you let it get to that point. It's I, the
1: same thing. I think it has more so with what they touched on in the movie, it's just you finding someone disgusting and despicable mm. because this person is also a borderline alcoholic this person also smokes way too many cigarettes a day mm. has the unhealthiest of diets he just works a lot and he doesn't seem to gain weight quickly but he's also despicable you know in his own ways if we're just talking about people not taking care of themselves and being nasty but i think once you get past a certain point of being fat that looks extremely unattractive you're like Ugh, i could never how could that happen yeah. But you're interacting with other things in, in a very similar way.
0: Right. That's the same uh, concept as when people that drink alcohol excessively talk to us about just like, oh, people that do drugs. Like, I could never be around them. I can never be their friends. I can never date them like that's so disgusting. And But you drink excessive. And like, I'm not talking about have a glass of wine or just like have a little glass of like a little fucking cognac on ice at the end of the night and you're hanging out i'm talking about drinking excessively i'm talking about the 10 cognacs right i'm I'm, I'm talking about
1: wine and cocktails every day multiple times a day.
0: waking up feeling like shit in the mornings just looking terrible oh god wild bags under your eyes you're slow and sluggish and whatever like that's what i'm talking about yeah right and we know those people
1: yep and he's one of them
0: (laughs) um so again Interesting yeah, perspective, sure. right? That blindness. That blindness is mm-hmm. very very funny for me. Um, so let's keep this moving a little bit more. Okay. Um, I am not like that.
1: <laughs> no, you are not. But I'd <laughs>
0: like for that to be said, and I'd like for that to be known. Because things can be misconstrued on a platform when you make jokes and you talk about stuff in a vague sense. Right?
1: Sure. And also... I think that has to do with people just getting offended because they feel targeted or triggered.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very. I I think it's very funny to hear someone speak about something objectively, especially in the manner that you do, and then just be like, <laughs> Earl is a piece of shit." <laughs> yeah. So when people say stuff like that, I don't trust. Like, you need to figure some stuff out. Yeah. So I'm sorry.
0: No, you're fine. I'm just. I I just try to. Give a nuanced version that's of beautiful. of everything that I'm talking about that's it's all needed. So, so so I'm going back to this and okay. I, and we're still not where I'm going to get to mm. um so we were told the other day by someone that is quite large oh that that they
1: And pardon me, by quite large, she's well over three hundred and fifty pounds.
0: Okay. That's you yeah, that's probably Yeah, because uh, uh, Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's I I I agree with that.
1: Yeah, because I think quite large can just be like something bigger, like twenty pounds bigger than me. I (laughs) think we need to make it known she's certainly morbidly obese. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Um and that person told us that they would be happy for us when we get far enough along in our wellness journey. um, Because then at that certain point in time, we won't need the amount of sleep that. That we seem to want to get seven to eight hours yeah. of sleep. Right. We feel good with that amount. It's beautiful for me i love it feels like heaven dreaming oh great dreams. wildly every night by the way every night i'm dreaming it's, it's so good it's so <laughs> sleep is right so now. good it's so, <laughs> it's so good um and she said well once you get far enough in your wellness journey and maybe if you pick up reiki i believe i, th- yeah. I think is the sort of yeah. the center she's of,
1: a very of the big wellness. reiki believer slash mm-hmm. practitioner yeah
0: then we will be good with 3 hours of sleep 4 hours of sleep okay. um and i bring this up because i i don't want us to get away from being able to have reasonable conversations about things and more and more in this day and age i i just i have conversations with people And they get really offended very fast. Yes. And I feel like we're getting away from that. And we experienced that with my father a few days ago. Maybe we can get into that. But it's just trying to have a reasonable conversation. And there's this new, as I told him, liberalism that is just sweeping the nation that is Everything is interpretation. Everything is is just everyone's subjective perspective and we all just throw our hands up in the air and there will be no understanding one another.
2: Yeah.
0: Like the, the, it's just it's just your world, your truth, your vision, your sight, your perspective and I don't know what it's like to be you, so therefore you can do whatever you want, you can say whatever you want, you believe whatever you want and we don't need to have a conversation about it in any sort of Rational way that brings us any semblance of understanding between each other, any semblance of logic that grounds the nature in which we think about things and make judgment calls on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, because I think what happens here before you get any further is the idea, because I think the immediate rebuttal is just like, oh, we can agree to disagree, just like we know many people. And this is not about wanting to win someone over to your side or or have them believe your truth or whatever it is that you want to call it is that some things may be more right than others and then some things are just plain wrong
0: right i haven't said this in a long time maybe this should be said because i don't think a lot of people because i don't hear this often is there is a more wrong than other things yes so just a very very quick way of putting this together is if if i ask if i'm a teacher and i ask a student i have two students in front of me student a and student b and i ask student a hey what is 6 times 4 6 times 4 6 multiplied by 4 i'm going to say this various ways so everyone understands what i'm saying and student a says 32 okay The other student says 764. (laughs) There's a decent chance that we need to work more with student B. By the way, both of those answers are wrong. Right. But one is absurdly wrong. One is concerningly wrong. And we probably need to really work with student B on what steps they're going through to get that answer right? the other one is a good chance we just need to like check like one thing like you probably just made like a- w- one wrong step right right, and that is logic in life like there are some people that are saying things and i'm one I, listen i'm not i don't it, I'm not ever claiming to have all the answers. Beware of the people that tell you that they have all the answers. Exactly. They're weirdos, right? But I try to work hard at getting the best wrong answers that I can get because I'm going to be wrong. Right. Right. Um, but there are a lot of people that don't even care about trying to get down to the best versions of answers anymore because they have adopted this understanding that it's just my perspective it's just my truth and that is what life is and i can you, we don't have to agree on it and that's that's not a good way of sharpening your decision making skills your critical thinking skills critical thinking happens to be something that i feel like is in the trash
1: i think no one knows i think that most people don't realize that they don't critically think yes because I didn't know that until a few years ago.
2: <laughs> no idea.
0: Um, so. You can, you can have wellness be. Also keep in mind that this person that told us that we need to get further on our wellness journey. And is a Reiki practitioner and all of that. Um, says that wellness is their life. That wellness is at the core of their life. <sighs> Come on, like we we just we gotta we gotta be able to have a discussion about like what like what do you mean when you say that exactly? Like what are you talking about? Because I don't, I mean, I don't believe you. I think you're a very sweet person,
1: the sweetest,
0: very very nice. I think you're very very good at what it is you do. She's
1: a phenomenal masseuse, beautiful, the best massages I've ever gotten in my
0: life. Right, sweetest person in the world. Um. Fun to talk to. Yeah, very very nice. And and let's have a discussion about what it is we're talking about. Um, now I know I'm kind of I'm I'm, I'm kind of going a little bit over the place. I Lizzo has been a a huge topic <laughs> in at least the comedy that we've been watching. Yes. Lizzo's name comes up quite a bit. People are constantly making fun of Lizzo. Um. And she has been under fire for being what now? Because you know more about this than I, do.
1: I I Again, I really only read headlines because I don't really care that Give
0: much. Give me the headlines because I don't read those.
1: But I believe that Lizzo has been accused by a lot of people. I'm going to throw the number 10-ish out there. I certainly could be very wrong or very right of her backup dancers and just people that were working with her. Who are mostly plus size or very, very large people or maybe women that she just sort of demeans them and is a very, very unpleasant person to work with and for. I believe that's what the headlines say.
0: Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And
1: yeah, like they, I think the number large. It's sort of like bill cosby and when he got accused it's like oh like one or two people want some money but then it's like 50 of them <laughs> yeah it's like all right maybe not all of them got raped but a lot of them got raped yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: you know it's, it's something like that mm. you know
0: yeah it's tough um and and I'm, i mean they're all backup dancers so like they got to dance and like that's a lot of yeah. movement for big people to do like it's, it's i mean at some point you going to get fit.
1: <laughs> well, you would think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know? um, But she's also been under fire before for wanting to exercise, I believe, as well. I believe that there's been a demographic of people that were like, how dare you exercise? Like, how dare you want to get fit? That is, like, you're clearly demeaning the... Demographic of people that have propped you up And supported you in the first place I wasn't
1: aware of that one.
0: Oh you weren't Oh no. yeah, that, yeah that was, that's also a thing as well
1: Oh so other fat people didn't want her to be healthy Indeed Cause they were fat
0: Kind of like when Adele lost all that weight
1: Oh people were upset about that
0: People are upset when people that are fat lose weight yes
1: Oh I wasn't aware of this Yes Hmm mm. Okay mm-hmm. Interesting yeah, no fuck all this. <laughs> I have no tolerance for that.
0: Uh yeah, so that that's a thing. Um Really? Yes.
2: Wow. Because
0: they because you're no longer on the team. Like we like you you can't be a, it's, this is the perspective. I'm I'm trying to paint you the perspective. Okay. If you're fat, mm-hmm. and we are your little fatties. <laughs> right? What does Lady Gaga call her people? Like the little monsters? monsters. Like if you're if you're like that version, right? Then we put you in a position to speak for us. To uphold our values, which are we are beautiful the way that we are. Now, if you decide to be the leader and change, to them, it's the equivalent of fucking Martin Luther King getting his skin bleached and right, <laughs> being course. white like Michael Jackson. They'll be yes. like, nigga, you can't like bro, we, we need you. You can't be out here with white skin being Martin Luther King Jr. at the same time. Right? Then now that is clearly different. <laughs> but But that, I get the IT But then. yeah, because we're talking about just health. Right? But but that that is the way that they are seeing it or some people are seeing it like you can't go get fit because then now we lost you like you can't like, well, who are we supposed to what, what's going on?
1: I feel stupid because my mind can't even truly absorb like I like it won't allow this idea to go in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my brain is like you're like you're thinking way too objectively about it like I can't process it.
0: Wow. Um, OK, it's hard to try to get into these very ideological Twitter space like Mind prisms You know what
1: this reminds because me of Because they're very narrow I think I told you about this When Demi Lovato Went to some ice cream shop Somewhere And they had Like skinny ice cream Which means I think Either no sugar Or very low sugar Yeah Um, And she just Was flipping out Because she got triggered And how dare you Trigger people With eating disorders And advertise it as skinny Because this is bu- All kinds of shit Yeah Probably ruined that business
0: Yeah For sure
1: Because she Could not handle Handle the word "skinny" somewhere.
0: Yeah, she didn't like that. Uh,
1: yeah, so that's very interesting.
0: And that was, and that is just a fuck, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's like stu- your friend stu- with stu-
1: the message. You know, she got triggered by something, and we don't oh, even yeah. know.
0: We don't know what exactly. Trigger. We
1: just know that she felt very offended by something. And, we don't
0: know. And, and this is, and so this is, this is the point. Is I'm, I'm giving a space for all of these people for sure. That that feel triggered by all these things because like I I don't know what's going on but what I do think is necessary now I didn't want to go there through a text message conversation because I'm not I'm not having a text message conversation about 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 any trigger at at all yeah right so we'll we'll have a real discussion I unlike our friend from that bar looking at Mm -hmm. the big people with the blow up doll I understand how life gets away from people i like that's not new to me now if he doesn't know this he's gonna know so rj i used to steal from him
1: oh you told me that
0: yeah (laughs) i had an issue with adderall i had a real issue i really really you liked it we loved it
1: arlani i used to drive hours to and from my house when i forgot adderall at my house oh yeah to go pick it up and bring it back so we can just out for be-
0: be- because it was like it was like new life you knew oh you God. knew that if you had that pill on you that mm. no matter what was going on if you took it by the way this is probably gonna be triggering for people too,
1: yeah so we should put a little trigger warning
0: <laughs> but like you could take it and it would give you new life you felt like it would Whatever was going on, it would just be gone. You could focus on whatever it is you wanted to. You would feel euphoric. Talk for hours. For hours. You'd want to call people up. Just get get connected with get people. Get ideas you didn't off.
1: Your brain's fucking churning.
0: Whatever. And you and, and you didn't need anything else. You didn't oh. need any food or All any sleep. Like you just you're good. You're good. You just had just energy. Just an un just a bountiful amount of energy you're on top of the world right you knew that and and I really really liked them I really really liked them and at a certain point things get away get away from you now I always told you that in my mind this may not be everyone's mind but in my mind I knew like okay like The clock's ticking, Earl. Mm. You can't I knew this early on. Okay,
1: you said that. I definitely didn't feel that.
0: Yes. I'm thinking about things early on. I'm like, you can't do this like forever. This is not sustainable. This is no way to continue. Like you can't just keep popping these, not getting sleep, just eating candy and cigarettes. Like you know what I mean? Fucking Red Bulls, not exercising, just not getting proper nutrition.
1: Yeah, for me, yeah, I, I need like s- a really big eye-opening moment, which is when I found myself smoking a cigarette for breakfast or two of them before work at like 5.30 a.m. in my car. That's when I realized I had a problem. Mm. But before then, I was like, ah, I'm just doing Adderall and smoking cigarettes. I'm
0: manipulating people
2: mm-hmm. like,
0: because I because my mom works so well. I would just, I would manipulate women, uh, you know, have sex with them. Adderall's done. I'm done. <sighs> Right. And, and it's just like you're a different person mm-hmm. afterwards. Like you literally for you sure. don't care about none of that shit that you were talking about when you were on it. It literally just your whole chemistry just changes and yeah. morphs for real. Um, and he had my roommate at the time, RJ, he had a prescription. Now he didn't really he wasn't on it like we were. Like it didn't it didn't matter either. to him. It,
1: That's why she'd give me like twenty at a time.
0: To them, I don't think it matters. I think to like actually people with real ADHD, maybe it just doesn't yeah. really matter as we're much. Addicts. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's different for us. Like we are, you know. And and maybe there's still people with ADHD that can abuse it. Whatever. I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I just know that I was abusing it. For sure. And he, so he would just always have more because he wouldn't take them every day he said he didn't always like the way that it made him feel so and i knew that and he would just have them in his car and there would be and this is like let me paint to you the fiendish the the fiendish nature of some of these early early mornings right it's dark outside (laughs) because it's three or four o'clock in the morning and i'm getting up and i'm like you know his keys are sitting on the countertop, and I'm going over there, and I'm trying to just very lightly lift up the keys so I can walk and tiptoe outside, like make sure that he's not awake, and go downstairs and go out there and fucking. Uh, I gotta find his car. I don't know, fuck it. He parked the car at, so I gotta go find the car. I gotta unlock the, the car, and and sometimes keep in mind this is the even worse part. Sometimes. There were no keys on the countertop. So, and picture this. So now I'm out there with no keys. Let's do this one because this is a better one. Jesus no keys. Earl. But he had like, like a, one of those fucking trailblazers or mm, something. So he had like, it was that. like a hatchback. So the back door to the truck was always open. And so that was always open. So I would have to open the back of a truck. As soon as, keep in mind, it's three, four o'clock in the morning, very dark. No one in the world is up but fiends looking for drugs. As soon as that opens up, <laughs> the alarm just goes off because the fucking car, it shouldn't Jesus. be. Jesus. Right. And so now I have to open the door as fast as I can, jump in the back of a truck, jump over two rows of seats. To get to the front seat to be able to unlock the door and turn the alarm off. And then scrounge around and, and find Adderall and get out of the car and go on about my way to work. Jeez, please. That's an issue. Like, that's, that's a problem. And in my mind, I'm like, this is wild. I'm going to wild lengths to get Adderall. This is crazy. I shouldn't be doing this.
1: You know what I used to do? I used to have like a little stash of pills from like Colon and Ashley and, and Tootie. I had Vicodin, I have oxycodone, I had Adderall, and I would just like keep it in this little pill bottle. And every time I ran out of Adderall, I was like, mm, let me just take a little, a little more relaxer. Just a little. I always had some, just all kinds of shit. I had like a little backup pharmacy. Mm. And that's when I really, every time I dug into that little stash, I was like, mm, you fucked up a little bit. <laughs> Loved pills.
0: Also, this chick exactly. I used to date, the one that had the dog that licked my asshole when we were having sex. Yes. Her. I think that's just the best way because you're not going to know her. Yeah, no, I have way. no idea what her, her name, name is. Her name was Laura. Yeah,
1: I've never heard that name before. <laughs> her, her name was
0: Laura. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she also dealt with, I, I don't know how many things you she You said was, she was crazy. I, well, because that's a, a dumb way of saying Yeah, she had a the, lot uh, of the other issues. things that I don't know that she had. Exactly. So I wasn't her doctor. Um, but she definitely had a lot of those things going on. She'd cry, you know, she'd go in the bathroom, come out, be okay. Like there was, you you never know what the fuck was going on, right? Um, But, you know, at that point in my life, crazy was cool. Mm, Crazy was fine. We all go through this, right? Um, She also had a lot of Adderall and she would also give me a lot of Adderall. That's definitely a reason why I stuck around for as long as I did with her. That's a, that's a fact. So there was just always... Yeah. Pe- they were, yeah, there were always All my just friends
1: were drug dealers or new... We're best friends, knew friends someone. Drug Yeah, you knew... I grew up with drug dealers.
0: Yeah, it yeah. was great. Yeah, or not even... Or, yeah, drug dealers and then just people that, that went are, to the doctor.
1: Yeah, also that.
0: Because a yeah. lot of people's drug dealers just have, you know, MD.
1: Yeah, next to their name. Next to their name. Yeah, Ashley, she actually got Adderall prescribed to her, even though she didn't have... Any sort of ADHD. And I asked her. I I was like, how easy was it? She was like the easiest thing. And I had another friend who did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So sorry, RJ.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So. I bring all this up. Right, now of course. What are we to after? say that I understand that things get away yes. from people. I understand just like you can get caught, as I said earlier, like in the current. You can get mm-hmm. caught in the undertow of the current. Like that that just happens. You just get in the mix and you you're disoriented. For sure. You don't know what's going on. Um It's tough. Like, if you've ever been hit by a wave in the ocean and you go underneath the water, like boogie boarding or surfing or some shit like that, you know what I'm talking about. For sure. Like, you're you're fucking smacking your head on a seashell. And that water is harsh. And you're just twisting and turning around. You don't know what's going on. It's crazy. That's what it's like. So, when people... When life happens to people and people are saddened by what's going on in the world or what's going on with their family or their friends or their loved ones or, you know, it's like you fucking you got fired from your job or laid off or some wild shit or someone you really, really cared about died and you didn't see that shit coming um, or, what, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, I understand how things can get away from you if you don't if you're not grounded by certain principles and grounded by people around you, which is why AA and all this stuff exists, right? If you're right. not grounded by people around you, that can that can give you some perspective, that can give you some feeling of orientation. Like, hey, you're still here. Hey, you still have people around you that care for you. Hey, like th- this is just, a, this is just an obstacle. This is just a moment in time. But yeah. like this, th- but this is going to pass like but you don't have to just throw your hands up in the air and say fuck it
1: for the next 20 years. You
0: don't have to yeah. do that. And so I I bring that story up about myself in particular just so I can so I can show I can paint the picture of of empathy that i have and sympathy that i have for people that go through these things so i just you know every time i say the word fat or i just i fuck around and i joke about it i don't want anyone to think that i'm real like that i just i hate people that are larger than i am or any of that but there also has yeah. to be just conversation now, now let's have a little bit of fun you know sometimes people will come to me and they're just like oh Earl, you're so skinny You're so skinny. Eat some food. Oh, you're so skinny. And that's been various people. And there's various people. Now I don't take it seriously because, (laughs) one, I look great,
1: (laughs) phenomenal, absolutely outstanding, and and I
0: and I feel great, and I I know the
1: strongest guy in the world.
0: And and I know it's definitely not. but but but, but I know what it is, and I'm so I'm not worried about it at all. But you can never make that joke on the other end of the spectrum. You can never be like, hey man, put that cupcake down. You fat bitch. Like you can't. You can't do that to someone's face because And
1: even in a nice way you couldn't do it. N- no,
0: but but again, they're saying it to me just like Of course. But that's what I'm saying, like I'm joking around. Like right, if right I right. say to someone that I like and they know I love them and they and I know that they love me and I'm just like, hey, put the cupcake down, you fat bitch, like you that that's not gonna be received well. Of course. Right? But if they say, Hey, Earl, like pick up that cupcake, you skinny motherfucker, like yeah. that'll be funny. That'll be acceptable. But for some reason body positivity does not work on that opposite end of the spectrum there's two words body positivity but yet for some reason the positivity doesn't it it doesn't uh it, it doesn't work on the inverse
1: it's like hey earl you look really great being quite small you're very muscular yet you're very skinny you look amazing like that's not a thing listen as a former fat person That was extremely overweight and is still slightly a bit too fat. It's just, like, that's that's just bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. Because if anything, it should be called body objectivity. Like, like we can, you don't have to be walking around and just being like, you're fat and ugly, you're fat and ugly. Because that's also not the case. There are very, very many people that are fat and beautiful. Now, we don't just stop there. Like, I wish that someone would have told me, I wish my parents would have told me, hey, Van Marie, you're really large. (laughs) You're like, you don't look great. You look like you don't feel great. Because I never walked around feeling awesome. Now I think it would be, I think it doesn't really exist for people to be even larger than I was, to be like a Lizzo or be like the wellness guru that we know from work and say that they feel amazing all the time. You just don't. Your body's uncomfortable. It's not used. Like, you're not supposed to be carrying an extra 250, 70 pounds. Yeah, and and I wish that these conversations could be had, you know, just like you would feel comfortable talking to an addict, loved one. Hey, Earl, you are, I see you drinking every day. You drink all the time. Now, is it impressive that you function as well as you do? (laughs) Is it impressive that you run three businesses? Is it impressive that you're a great family man and do all these things and excel at your job? A hundred percent. And you also seem like you are getting way out of hand with this issue. So the same thing with eating. It doesn't have to be, hey, you're nasty and disgusting, and you suck, you should lose some weight. It's like, hey, it certainly doesn't look like things are great over there.
0: So the conversation... Um That we were having with my father, right, over dinner. (laughs) Fucking Columbus Grill for anyone in Manassas. Do
1: not go there. (laughs) Just don't, like, the food is so mediocre, and when we were leaving, there was a guy that was so out of his mind, drunk, and probably on acid, trying to punch his, what seemed like ex-girlfriend or sorts, and he's bleeding, and the cops, it was too much. Just don't go there.
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely great a scene,
1: great outside patio. But besides <laughs> that, it was very unimpressive.
0: Yeah, but, they, they didn't have like half the items that we were trying to order. They didn't have the fucking creme have, brulee. They didn't, they didn't have they didn't have the flan that plat- we wanted.
1: Plantains, no plátanos, no beef. Yeah, literally nothing.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff they didn't have.
1: <laughs> um, but just to wrap up what I was saying, it's just I. It's a, a sense of lack of accountability that we don't want to access. You know, like we don't want to acknowledge that, hey, your maybe wellness is at the forefront of your life and the crux of your existence. And. Something's very wrong here.
0: Yeah. Now, the reason I brought this up is because the rebuttal to that is, is what my dad was saying. Um, and I'll paint the picture of what that sort of conversation yeah, was about was. Why does it matter to you? Why are you talking about it? Right. Like, Marie, like why are you even speaking on it? Like, what is it about you that you have to make other people more like you? Why do they have like, why are you even commenting on it? And why do you. Why? But, that's,
1: but that's the thing, right, is that you don't have to be like me or more like me, is that if this is some idea that you're spewing and we are speaking about it. I don't like the fact that I don't feel comfortable with literally anyone in my life, but you. About having objective conversations.
0: And so, and and this is my rebuttal to what you just said, because we're getting closer to this, or at least I am. Which is that I am who I am, and that if you are going to ask me to be in a space around you, then you're going to get who I am. You don't have to ask me to be around. I won't ask to be around.
1: Right, of course. Right,
0: so... If you don't feel comfortable saying these things to these people, then there's a good chance you shouldn't even be hanging out with them.
1: And that's why I don't really hang out with people. <laughs> no, you, there's, there's a
0: good chance because, like, what what's what's the point? Like, yeah, you're, you're self censoring yourself at every left and right because you don't because you don't feel comfortable being who you are and just stating something. Now. There's an art to all of this because you you can say something and you can speak truthful without trying to morph someone into who you think would be a better version of themselves. Yeah. Right. Like you can literally just inquire curiously yeah. on what it is they think about things, which is always the, the better us, route yeah. to go. Um, so we're having a conversation about my brother. And I'd spoken about this on here, I believe, with Mikey, and it was about the fact that he just has single handedly tanked some local business down in Tampa uh, because they were a nursery that he wanted to have a uh, his wedding at, I suppose, like last year. And because of the fact that his uh, his fiance at the time couldn't get her papers to come down yeah, from Canada. Yeah, her visa
1: either got denied at the time or just slowed down.
0: And our mom died. And so he was just like not, it just wasn't the time for him. Uh, he had let these things been known to the nursery that he had already signed a contract to to have the wedding at. And they were like, yeah, nah, this is a retainer of $1,000 or whatever it was. And... This is non-refundable. This was in the contract that you signed. You signed it. You acknowledged and it. And it
1: says no exceptions.
0: And in this, for anyone who doesn't know, a retainer of, of this ilk is put in place to protect businesses. Because if you do not have a retainer or a deposit of some sort, then... That means that someone can book a weekend at your establishment for a wedding, and that could be a very busy season for you, wedding season. Other people could want to spend money and maybe even more money than you were going to spend there. Right. Now, keep it, stay in the, the mindset of the person that owns this business. You're trying to make money. You also want to give people a beautiful time. right? You can right. do both of these things at the same time. Now, if you don't have that retainer in that contract, then that means that people can book a weekend and then later on, after many other people have tried to book that same weekend and you've had to now turn them down because the initial person has booked that weekend, that initial now customer or client can say, actually, you know what, for whatever the reason is, we have to pull out, I can no longer come there and spend my money. So now you've lost out on their money. You've lost out on the countless, you know, dollars that other people were trying to give you for that weekend. And now you have no bookings that weekend. Right. So you're you're losing money. That's a terrible thing. You have to have something in place in order to protect your business. And that's understood by most people when they sign the contract. They're like, all right, I understand if I pull out, you know within the next 72 hours or or whatever the case is, because sometimes it's just restaurants, so it could be wedding venues, whatever the case is. I'm going to have to pay a fee for that. We've all had to pay a fee for pulling out of something incorrectly. Okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. (laughs)
0: Right. Um, (laughs) That was an abortion joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... So that's 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 kind of the case there. Um, He then decided to make a website that was a compilation of everything bad ever said about that establishment and his own account of what happened to that establishment. And he got it ranked, which means when they type in any human being types in the name of that establishment his website comes up before their website does. He's really good at what he, he does. He is
1: outstanding. At right. What he does. Very
0: talented. Very skillful. Um and now their business is doing terribly. Okay.
1: They'll probably never be able to recover.
0: Um now some might say, well, hey, listen, these people, all these people said these things. All he did was just compile it and, and put it on a website. Um that's that's a perspective. Yeah. That's a perspective. Do I think that he needs to spend his time doing this? No, not necessarily. I don't. Uh there now and and this may not go through at all because maybe he's minded all his P's and Q's and, you know, checked all his boxes. So maybe this lawsuit doesn't really mean shit and like there they there's no chance of them winning. Um but Just even have this negative energy of people trying to come after you and steal your money and like, you know, sue you, bring you to the court of law. And then then you have some social media bout with them for people to be able to look at. And it's since been deleted. Good thing I screen recorded it because I want that forever.
1: You know, what's also really sad about all of this is that your brother does not need that money like yeah. it's not like he's really really upset like because he is just down it's the
0: principle As if,
1: oh, it's God. the
0: principle um so the the whole point being is that for me the way that i look at things is bandwidth we all have a certain amount of things that we can think about and spend our time on and focus our energy on per day yeah if you ever become older or you're just chronically ill and you only have a certain amount of you like you know how you have to spend your energy. I know certain people. I've grown up with a, a chick earlier. I used to work a tropical smoothie with. And she was chronically ill. She had some autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. At like Johns Hopkins. And no oh, one yeah, could figure far, out. Yeah. And she was like. I know the amount of energy that everything in the day takes. Like I know that I can put my shirt on. Put my jeans on. Mm. My shoes. Like I can get dressed. And I know exactly like what portion of my energy is going to be taken for that. What portion of my energy is gonna be taken for eating? What por like she knows down to a T. So at the very end of the day, she spent, she she cannot do anything else other than she what she put on her daily schedule. That's all of us, really. Yeah. Right? We all have a certain amount of time and effort and energy a day that we can expel towards things. So I think that it's just best to try to put your energy towards things that make you better, that make you feel good, that put positive energy in the world, or blah, 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 blah. This is my perspective. I could just be wrong, and maybe that's not everyone's jam, right? But as someone that knows him, as someone that cares for him, for us to be having this discussion amongst like my sister and my mom about how what we believe for him to have done to be petty and to be unnecessary and that he was mostly in the wrong in the first place and then my dad come join the table and be like oh no you he has to fight for what he believes in and you you just want him to be more like you now let's 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 focus on this you, you want him to be more like you. It's these, it's these sort of statements that people don't think about, truly. Um, be more like me, how?
2: And why would you say that in the first place?
0: Well, what if the answer is yes? What if the answer is yes, I do? Right? How do you... What is your rebuttal to... Wellness is for everyone. It's not just for me. Right? So d- d- would I like him to be more like me, like the fact that I'm alive, right? Like I'm alive. If he was dead, he'd be less like me. Okay. So there are similarities and there are d- d- dissimilarities between all of us. And there are some of them that it makes sense to be more like someone else. Complete sense, right? So my my uh analogy was like okay well if he was raping people <laughs> would we would we just want him to be him and figure it out on his own or would it behoove us to want him to be more like us people that don't rape people right so When you throw the whole just bumper sticker flag of you want him to be more like you. All these people that are talking about fat people, you just want people to be more like you. It's all about you. It's all some egocentric sort of source that this is coming from. That's an unsophisticated conversation. Extremely. Like Maybe it is a bit more like me, and it's a bit more like a lot of things that, <laughs> that are good for people, just in general. Everything doesn't work for everyone, but there are certain things we can have a conversation about that are probably good for most people. And so this is sort of the conversation that I was trying to bring to the, the platform today in the podcast, because it's not about... Shaming people—it's not about condemning them. It's not about trying to dig their grave, right? It's about trying to have nuanced conversations about what we're talking about. It's
1: just being just just opening up to a new perspective and trying to be objective again. Because you're—I don't think either of us are ever coming from a place of we are right and you're wrong. And you have got to do what I do. You've got to do it. It's the best. I'm wrong all the time. You know, but I'm also very open to being wrong and and accepting and extrapolating from other things. You know, I'm I'm very turned off by the idea of, you know, people constantly talking about being just open to new perspectives, but will only just be open to the fact that they agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And absolutely, they don't take anything from that because you don't have to mold to any of you. You don't have to change everything you believe in. But what if there's like a little something here? You know, it's like maybe 90% of the things that you said, I don't agree with, nor do I understand. But like this 10%, like I resonate with that a bit more. Like maybe I should think about that one. Maybe Mm. I should bring that into my life a bit more. Mm. Versus, you know, everyone gets to do what they want to do. And it's their truth and it's their life.
0: Which which is difficult because at the end of the day, it is that. It is. At the end of the day, you do get to do whatever it is that you want to do.
1: No, that's that's a hundred percent true. It's it's funny. You know how none of this is real.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the, always what I come yeah, to. Yeah, at the end of the day, you can do whatever. You don't have to listen to anyone. You don't have to really intake new perspectives. Yeah. You don't have to think about to what degree you are wrong about something. You know, there, there's there's just there's a lot of that. There is the world that is going on around us, and then there is the world that we place on top of that world yes right our personal lens on what's going on and i think that is a worthwhile endeavor to try your best to find practices that allow you to investigate what is going on without your traumas your traumas layered over top of it your very particular set of you know components that bring sadness over top of it or whatever the emotion is like there are ways to step back and look at just what's happening and until you do that there's always going to be you know just that some sense of disorientation because it's there's no certainty in everything there's just there's no groundedness and maybe certainty is is the wrong Term because there should always be some level of doubt and things yeah, that keep some you healthy open skepticism, but but some the more and more I speak to people, it just seems to be so in the wind. Just the ideas that are swimming around, it just seem to be so in the wind. It seems to be su- such a lack of orientation and groundedness, um, and think- it makes it makes conversation truly interesting for me yeah um because i get to see like where all the little holes are in people's She's logic and holes. and where as i told you before where the emotion and where terrible experiences sort of pick up the conversation and take it from then on um so you know I wanted to bring this up to say, listen, I love everybody For and, sure. and, and, and I just want to have full body conversations about whatever it is that we're talking about. And and I understand that life is difficult and that we're pulled in so many directions these days with so many different things. This, this idea, a lot of the white people that I speak to these days where oh, I'm right. from in this region. They all think that white people are terrible. They think that white people are racist. That's so crazy. And, you know, they're explaining to me that they are inherently racist and that, you know, because of the system and because the, the system that is that has had, you know, racist mechanics built inside of it means that they benefit from it inherently which means that they are inherently racist, and that these are things that they're learning in school and in college and all this sort of stuff um and that that's fascinating that's fascinating because they believe it wholesale there's no deviations from that idea it's it's simply that and when there's any it's like this funny like inverse thing that's happening because. Any criticism at all that I have towards anyone else, right, that isn't white skinned people, they immediately shoot it down. And it's like those people have the right to do whatever it is they're doing or say whatever it is they're saying. But it is white people that are the problem. And it's fascinating having those conversations with white people is is they're just like, no, like. I completely understand, you know, that a black person could say that they love the white slaves. I I completely understand. She said that. It was something. It was something remotely close to that. She was like, "Yeah, like I get it." It was something. It was something. Yeah, like she was definitely an apologist for that human being.
1: Yeah, that's so crazy, man. That's so wild because you know, I was kind of on this wave before I met you, and when I was just, I was a Twitter lady. I would just regurgi- I'd take it in and I'd say it. I'd take it in and I'd say it. I didn't think about a single thing. And I really think that that's the main issue is that no one knows that they don't know how to critically think. I'm listening to Jordan Peterson talk to his daughter, Michaela. And I think it's hilarious, first of all, that Michaela has a platform. <laughs> you know, like I'm very happy for her that her dad is Jordan Peterson because she needed that. You know, she sounds like i Like a bit crazy. She's gotten so much surgery and lip fillers done. She hardly looks like herself anymore. And I thought she was gorgeous before. Um, but you know, you have Jordan Peterson, who is essentially a modern day philo- what is it?
0: I mean what, philosopher. I mean, no, I mean, he most certainly Yeah, is. he's
1: a philosopher. And it, it's so amazing that you hear someone, and at least for me, I listen to him and I'm like, Holy shit, Jordan. You think and you think so hard because he just has so much content and he is like asking himself questions. Is she like I it's only been like 20 minutes, but she's hardly spoken. And what she has said has been like stupid, funny little daughter jokes. But he is just asking himself questions and he's looking around at this and, you know, he's figuring things out and he's saying what he's thought about. And first of all, I realized, wow, I really do miss this content. You know, it's been a while since I've, I've listened to that. Also, do you hear me?
0: Yeah.
1: OK, sounds just like a, a little. Light on my side.
0: Um, I can turn this up if you want.
1: No, like you sound loud, but I don't hear myself as much as I usually do. But oh. if it's fine, it's fine. Um, but I kind of forgot where I was going with all of this. But essentially, you know, I don't think people think at all. And I think that I really struggle with critically thinking, as we both know. But I'm also aware of that. You know, as soon as something's pointed out to me and I'm like, oh, shit, like I didn't actually think about it. It was more so just an idea that I had and and maybe i thought about it ever so slightly but not really in depth and i think that's more so it people are just saying whatever feels good
0: well to connect um uh to connect the movie the whale Uh, because he was an essayist he was a uh, online Ah. composition instructor along with jordan b peterson who was coming out with the or has come out him and his son come out with the app essay essay yeah right and jocko willick has talked about this as well i and i've i've always believed this writing essays Just writing your thoughts down, but not just writing a bunch of bullshit about just regurgitating, because that is the issue here, right? Yeah. Just regurgitating information that you read from somewhere. Giving, trying your very best to give and articulate an honest analysis of your own is very, very difficult. Extremely. It's very difficult. Because that takes practice. Like having to really reach into yourself and pull out truth and like how you really feel about something in a way that other people can understand is a skill. Like you really have to hone that skill. It takes a lot. And if you don't give a fuck about composition, like you came up through school and you didn't already have a knack for this, just some innate ability to be able to express yourself then when you get older it's not it doesn't just get better it gets worse right you know so you're just inundated with a bunch of ideas now you're in this information technology age and you just get bombarded with fucking information every single day from every which way cuz you're on social media and it's everywhere and everyone's talking about everything and everyone feels like they're supposed to have an opinion about everything which is crazy because how the fuck really could you like you haven't thought about anything there's way too many things to even really Try to have insight on truly. That's something that RJ says. And this has been interesting about ESPN sportscasters is he loves football. Not only does he love football, but he loves the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So he in particular goes to like Dallas Cowboys podcasts and stuff like that. So he can listen to the deep insight that these podcasts have about what he is interested in. Because he knows that if he goes on SportsCenter, these guys, as knowledgeable about sports as they are, he understands that they cannot possibly have the insight. To really speak on things as knowledgeably as he would like for them to right. because they're trying to fucking cover baseball and hockey and football and basketball, and, basketball and, and all the stats and all the things that go into every one of these things. He's like, there's no way like you, you just can't. There's not enough time in the day for you to really know what you're talking about to the degree Hmm. that a real lover of any one of these teams or any one of these sports would really like for you to be able to speak on it. Like he's just like, "Ah, I'm good on that. So he, he doesn't really Hmm. indulge in that. And it's the same thing. People want to talk, try to talk about politics and just in shit. Politics covers so many things nowadays, Hmm. right? So they try to talk about everything. They try to talk about global warming. They try to talk about abortion. They try to talk about gun control, They try to talk about transgender issues. They try to talk about so many, like, finances, billionaires, Fortune 500 companies. They try to talk about civil rights. They try to talk about so many things, mental health. And what sort of time in the day you think all these niggas got? Like, you don't got... You go to work, and you you spend a bunch of time doing your work, and then you do some other things. But, like, you cannot... Sit around and actually have the amount of time That it takes to truly research And sit and think these things through But everyone wants to have an opinion Because it's the day and age where everyone has to have An opinion Everyone wants to say something about everything But it's like nigga you don't know Shit for real So that's a I mean, that's a that's a tough space uh for people to be in. I kinda forgot where I was like started with on that. Oh, we were
1: talking about critical thinking on second mature. Oh, jo-
0: oh, yeah, so, oh yeah, essaying. So if you're growing up through composition in your grade school and you don't take it seriously, you don't learn how to truly construct, you know, intros like your thesis statement, like what is it that I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. And why,
0: why does this matter? Like, why am I bringing this up? Is this some bullshit or is this something I truly care about? Right. And then the body, right? The body of the whole fucking structure and like how that should flow. Is it something that I can, I can truly hold on to and I can follow the the whole way through or not this is why so many people are terrible storytellers because it just, it just shit is just they don't know how to flow through a story. Yeah. Right. They don't know how to conclude it at the end. Like, does it make sense that did you wrap it up tightly? Does it you know, did you package it? Well, they don't know right. these things, but doing that over and over honestly allows you to be able to get better at truly expressing yourself in a way that makes sense, right? Understanding the, what is it, like the modes or methods of persuasion Mm. via Aristotle, okay? Like the logos, pathos, ethos. Like if you don't understand how to evoke feeling inside of human beings, you don't know how to really go through logic and make sure that like the last two things you said are on par with the next thing you're going to say and how it all makes sense together. It's truly, like, rationably, like, built together, reasonably yeah. structured. If you don't know how to call on to a code of ethics and have that emerge and rise to the top so yeah. we can all see that maybe so what... we have it,
2: to go
1: to
0: the rational. Okay. yeah, we'll just yeah. move on to something else. Okay. <laughs> That's Thanks. all right. Let's talk about pickleball.
1: No, but you you were talking about Aristotle and the Methods of Persuasion.
0: Well, yeah, it's a, it's very, very important. Now, moving around. Well, so, we can stay here. Do you have something you'd like to say about it?
1: Well, no, it? but you were speaking.
0: Ethics are very important. So, now, moving around. This is also very important. So, uh, I think... One of the sort of indicators of longevity, they said, for people, especially when it comes to dementia and, and Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. Making sure that that doesn't come around is actually moving around, is actually exercise. Um, and it's not just playing Sudoku and, and figuring out puzzles and shit like that. And the more and more we've gotten on this new track in life, I think what's been really, really fascinating about it is that it, it's fun. Right, so yep. after this, we're going to go play pickleball for a couple hours. Yes. Okay, we we got the, the fucking rackets. I think they're if called paddles. It, paddles, paddles. Yeah, paddles. That makes sense. Paddles, the little balls. And we're out there. We got a pickleball court nearby. Actually, six of them.
1: Very um, cool place.
0: And it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's fun. It seems like a place where you go and people just like to have fun. And I don't know. I'm trying to think. Because some places you go and it's just no no usually when people go outside and play stuff like basketball or i'm trying to think like if there's really like a demographic of like sports players that are just assholes if you go out there i
1: think there is there's it's i think it depends on where you at you are in the age because we go to a gym which i really despise (laughs) and it's full of annoying as young people now And older people, too. We had a bunch of high school, early college-looking kids in a corner. They were very respectable. You know, they weren't annoying. Like, they seemed to not take up the whole entire court. They sit in their corner, and there was more space. They expanded. But I thought that where we were, it seems like a very, very nice park. Mm
2: -hmm. You
1: know, it doesn't seem like everyone just lives here. The houses look very, very nice. You know, we traveled 20 minutes to go to the park, so it's not like it's just literally around the corner. But I think geographically... It's a bit higher in the income. Um, How would I say that? That's not said correctly. The medium income is quite high. Therefore, not everyone lives here. Therefore, people have less worries. It's a higher
0: tax bracket.
1: Yeah. So I think people are just obviously a bit happier and nicer (laughs) when they have 20,000 less things to worry about than more people that don't have that kind of money. Therefore, it's very pleasant. You know, you don't see trash on the ground at all. Very well kept. It's an enormous park. Like I, this park didn't exist when I was going, when I lived in Woodstock or Edinburgh. Yeah. You know what I mean? The people that lived in Edinburgh, Woodstock would have not been nearly as pleasant. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah. I wonder if they got any pickleball courts in Manassas. <clears throat> I wonder what that's hitting on. But the, yeah, I mean, the, the whole point being is that it's fun to get out. And I, the reason I sent Keon on the bike is, is mm. the same reason that we're doing this. is Yeah. It's fun to be active. See, when you were a kid, this is, this is the thing. This is the juice that we forgot to keep sipping on. I like that. When you were a kid, you didn't. What kid? Child. Child, child was like, man, like, I got to fucking work out. Like, I got, (laughs) like, I'm really, you know what I mean? I got to really watch these calories. I'm really trying to, like, exercise and keep my shit in shape. Like, no. Reason being is one, because there's a million reasons why they wouldn't be thinking about that because they're not thinking about a million things, right? But one reason is because they're just doing it. Right. That's what life is. Now, of course, you get older, you get a job, fucking kids. There's responsibilities, all that sort of stuff. But that doesn't mean that exercise now has to be narrowed down to going to the gym, which is what I feel like a lot of the issue is. That was spoken about in the in the Michael yeah. Easter comfort uh, crisis.
1: Comfort crisis
0: is we've turned this exercise thing. People, like I told you the other day, people were fit long before gyms.
1: That's crazy. To think
0: were about. erected, okay, and people were more fit before gyms no at least here in america
1: like those women's in the 50s and the 40s looked amazing
0: but they were moving yeah people forgot to just keep moving things are super super convenient so i totally get First of all, to go to the gym and have a good time, like to genuinely have a good Mm. time, I feel like can be difficult if you don't have a lot of knowledge on how to use all the machines, how to. Yeah, like you got to really get your knowledge up so you're not going in the gym and doing the same thing over and over and over. And if you want to go three to five times a week, like you want to get exercised that way in the gym and go three to five times a week, you have to really know a lot of different things Mm -hmm. so you're not going in and it doesn't become monotonous and you're doing the same exercise. Oh, I know what I'm... I'm going to go squat. I'm going to go deadlift. I'm going to go fucking bench press. I might do some dips. I might do some pull-ups. I might go run on the... You know, get on the bike for a little bit. I can see how that just gets dry. But if you... Just maybe invest a little bit. Some things don't cost as much investment, but going to one of those parks and you get to see people just taking long walks. You get to see people playing disc golf. You get to see people playing pickleball. When the fucking pool is open, people are in the pool swimming around.
1: They have like six baseball courts.
0: Oh, but... (sighs)
1: Is a softball? Or Fields. Fields.
0: <laughs> Go sports.
1: <Yeah. laughs> Comedy. Comedy. So- <laughs> I'm Kevin Hart.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, What's his name? I love a good inside joke.
1: Uh, Mark. uh, Mark Norman. That was a Mark Norman reference. Um,
0: yeah, we should talk about some Tony in a second. We should. We will for sure. Because it's very important. We have to. (laughs) Because it's very important. has
1: been our life for Um, the last month.
0: And you know, so for people to just get out and do different things, you know, that means for us more walks. It means more biking now.
1: In the late in in
0: late October, it'll mean more hiking. It'll mean more pickleball. It'll mean going to the gym right and so all these things being incorporated now the scope of exercise magnifies right truly and it's so it's so cool for that to be the case because then you're just like oh what do we what do we want to do today like what like what's necessary do we need right. should we lift weights like maybe we need to do some real resistance yeah, training yeah, yeah. and like push our muscles maybe today is just a cardio day and we just go have some fun doing this or do that whatever maybe you want to knock out two birds with one stone and we want to explore more of the town, the city that we are newly a part of. Mm. Let's get the bikes out. Let's go explore nice. and exercise and come back, right? So you can it's great. And so that's very, very important. So I'm very happy for us. High five. I'm very happy for We're us. We're doing today. great, man. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: We're doing freaking awesome. I love you. I love you so much.
0: Um, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kill Tony. Okay.
0: Also, I, I feel do, like you should go ahead. No, I just want to say. Because you're much more of a fan, I feel like.
1: The name of the park is Franklin Lake
0: wrong Wolf. i think it's just franklin park
1: franklin park it's in uh percival <laughs> highly recommend it's yeah. beautiful absolutely gorgeous you can picnic there i'm thinking we should take the yoga mats out there today in not we mm.
0: you can fish there you Keon, can fish there yeah, let's go bring we some gotta bring out.
1: mikey mikey has to play pickleball yeah oh yeah us. he'll
0: love that i'm so excited yeah yeah mikey come play pickleball yeah for this. sure and no, that'd be great yeah. um
1: you were gonna say something about the park
0: I, that i didn't we read that it was like over 200 acres didn't we
1: read that? it certainly looks like it yeah
0: it's a lot it's enormous. of space it's lot oh you can space. bring your
1: horses there oh, for sure there's i'm sure a, a procedure or permit maybe you have to go through maybe not there's a dog park there beautiful dog
0: park oh yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's the best place in the world honestly yeah. it's
0: absolutely stunning and there's this whole area at the top that we have not seen yet
1: Oh, I don't you even know where know what
0: the car where the cars just keep driving uh, up. Like we don't even know what's at the top of that right. hill. We
1: stopped at a little loop.
0: We have for the no idea what's at the top of that hill.
1: Easily two hundred acres.
0: Um, Kill Tony. Kill Tony. Awesome YouTube show. I think it's the the largest live comedy podcast. podcast.
1: I think it's a known to man. Live podcast in the world, and by live, I figured out for real. That it just means it has a live audience. It's not because understood, it's live stream.
0: Understood. It's, live audience. And it's
1: the largest live audience. Well. Because I think the mothership holds like, what, 300 people? Something crazy like that? Uh, I, mean, no, I wouldn't place? know. I think they said that. Maybe not.
0: The mothership being Joe Rogan's comedy club, comedy club, in club Austin, down in Austin, Texas. Texas.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know much about these people other than their name. Um, I finally stopped calling Tony Hinchcliffe Kill Tony. So that's good. Um, yeah, they're just... It, I should say, it's very. I love the comedy world that I have only been a part of for the past few months.
0: Would you like to, or would you like me to, because we're doing this segue right now, would you like to talk about the what the show is?
1: Yes. The show is a place um, where Tony usually has hosts and they sit Tony down. Tony
0: Hinchcliffe, who Tony is a well known comedian.
1: And they sit down at this very cool table and people essentially put their name in a little raffle or a bucket or something to be hopefully called. I think they usually do what? Three, five people because it just takes a while. Yeah, you have, Let's say five people throughout the night. And you have one minute of interrupted comedy time to
0: get some essentially some jokes off. It might some, be more like 10 people.
1: Maybe and we just yeah 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 so you know the chances are not very high usually I think they have like three hundred people five hundred people put their name in something crazy so ten out of fit five hundred go on there and some people do very well and and they and it's
0: one minute of comedy because this is very very important it's one minute of comedy okay stand up comedy one minute it's very 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 difficult to tr- to go up there and make people laugh in one minute and be impressive. Now there is also the interview that happens mm. afterwards, after the one minute of the up material, they have a few minutes of an interview that they have with the, you know, comedic panel up there. Right. Sometimes it's like Shane Gillis, Ari Shafir might be Joe Rogan, Mark uh, Norman. Mark Norman. There's, there's just a uh, ton of people. David
1: Lucas. David is Lucas. Now, like a veteran of the show.
0: Yeah. Tons, tons of people up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just Rose really, Roseanne. Really, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's her name with the boobs out? She's very raunchy. Oh, Whitney girl.
0: Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Theo Vaughn's yeah, been up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a ton, a ton of people. But it's super fun. And they just sit up there and they have a great fucking time. And they give... Advice sometimes, sometimes they just fucking roast the people for being terrible. Sometimes they just roast them for the fun of it.
1: And something that I do want to say is that I believe this to be the greatest show in the world because, (laughs) first of all, everyone is allowed to exist here in their space. Now, are you going to get roasted? For sure. But if you're a good sport, you can roast people back, you know, and just be honest. And I also think it's absolutely amazing the opportunities that Tony provides for people. You know, we saw Celia something, I forgot her last name, Contreras, I think Contreras. it was. This very, very large, enormous lady, full of dark, nasty-ass humor, fucking killed it. She, that night, she got booked by Roseanne to open for her for like three shows, and then she was opening another show for Tony, getting paid for all of them.
0: And she's homeless.
1: And she's homeless, and her parents died recently. Like She looks like a mess of a person, spiritually infigured, and in and, 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 um, what is that word? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, you know, there's just a phenomenal opportunity. You have people like David Lucas, who got his name put out of a hat. Now is just running the world with these people touring because he's really fucking good.
0: Hans Kim. Hans
1: Kim. This is Hans Kim. This is Hans Kim. Phenomenal. Opens every night. You have William Montgomery.
0: William Montgomery. This
1: funny-ass redhead dude who is so freaking weird. Like, he's the oddest person alive. So freaking funny. And then Kim
0: cam patterson cam
1: patterson this dude that was just working on the comedy ship
0: florida nigga <laughs> florida nigga mentality if you for if you sure. know that song you know what i'm talking about shout out to you mikey
1: and yeah just like it's, it's very cool that it, it you know this show is not meant for certain people that look a certain way or do certain things or sound a certain way all these people that we've named if we could show you a live video of what they look like and what their comedy styles are, you would be like, What the
0: fuck? Yeah, that's awesome.
1: They're all so different. They're that's all, all that matters. so different.
0: That's and I've heard them talk about this on podcasts like Joe and, and Tony and everyone, Brian Simpson that's mm, been on there, all right. these people that go, they're like, This place was so beautifully built with such great intentions. All the people that come here are true comedy fanatics. Yes. They don't give a fuck about none of that PC bullshit that's going on in like the L.A. comedy scene that seems to be brought up so frequently oh, when people come thing. from L.A. Yeah, because it's oh. L.A., it's Hollywood. So when people come from there, you haven't noticed that in L.A., if you have a conservative view, you're cut out immediately?
1: I don't keep up with these. Not so when familiar.
0: J.K. Rowling says what she said, Oh, Do you remember what?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Right. So, okay. so the thing is, I'm like, following. in in show business, it's extremely, just like universities, extremely left-leaning. Okay. Okay. Very liberal and very on this wave of wokeness. Okay. Okay. Now, if you're not that, if you espouse ideas that are contrary to that, you will slowly start getting iced out. Hmm. Okay, so everyone just has like this hive mind idea or at least you're going to put you're going to say that if you're on any podcasts or any talk shows or for the most part, that's what you're going to hear every person say they're going to espouse those type of ideas for the most part. It's only like handfuls of people that will come out and say what they really feel about something. Right. So that's Hmm. so that's kind of the thing. So that's why you hear about so many people coming from L.A. to Austin because because they can't be comics there, because if you say a lot of the wrong things, then you'll be iced out like you won't get the opportunities. So people are just making a bunch of like woke comedy.
1: That's terrifying.
0: You see what I'm saying? So people come down to Austin and so they can go to a place like the mothership where you can say whatever you want. As long as it's funny, people will laugh and you will get opportunities because that's all they care about. Is "Is it funny? Is it funny? Not like does it make us think necessarily like maybe some some comics do make you think and they are funny at the same time. But it's not that. Is it funny? Does it make me laugh? Then that's all we care about. Because that's what true comics and comic fanatics care about. Is I just I'm here to laugh, dude. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Like if if it happens to be political and you make me laugh, great. If it's about fart jokes, great. If it's about Down syndrome, you know, television shows on Netflix, great. It doesn't matter. Just make me laugh. That's all I care about. That's all that comedy is supposed to be. Laugh. Laughable make me laugh, right? And so that's that's all they care about down there. So if you can do that, you can thrive. That's it. It's fucking awesome and it's such it's such a, it's such show, a different man. it's such a different space for people to be a part of.
1: You know, I'm very happy to be in the space and in my life. And it's healing. It
2: is. We were
0: we came home and consciously or not, right? I think a lot of it was conscious and then some of it wasn't as yeah, conscious yeah. as we knew it was, right? Um, or, what, yeah, 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 or maybe that's the inverse, either way, we were coming home, and this was in the midst of us trying to find a new place to work and knowing that we didn't make the decision to leave the current job, right, So there was solace in that, there was solace in knowing we're leaving here, right, we're leaving we don't we cannot we can't fuck with this place anymore, right, so we are leaving, and there's a great feeling in that, but there's also. An uncertainty of just how long are we going to have to be here now that we've made this decision, right? right? Because, because we have to find this next place so that we can, we have to sever this tie. And in that space, we needed some levity. We needed some, some healing properties. And coming home and watching Kill Tony was was just the right thing. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy to be in the space, which kind of ties into everything that we've spoken about, because first of all, I think that shrooms is very necessary for people to be able to be, you know, sort of detached from these ideas or at least be truly open to new perspectives, you know, just to truly try to distill them. Because maybe in another life or or maybe just five years ago, six years ago, I would have not been as comfortable watching such a raunchy and raw show like this, you know, because maybe it would have triggered something in me. And honestly, like I told you, I want to go up there for the sake of them looking at me (laughs) and like just calling out whatever it is that they see. I think that's a very beautiful thing. I enjoy that type of interaction. You
0: should just watch roast then. You know they have those.
1: Yeah. They, those have, are fun. they
0: have like Comedy Central Roast. They have like roast shows. I'll show you a roast show that you'll cry laughing. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's great. It's a great like YouTube show and it's just these guys are just like one goes to the front of the classroom and there's like a bunch of little classroom desks and they all sit in it. Mm. Um I forget what it's called right now. I can't plug it. But uh and I think it's that person's job to, like, roast people that are in the crowd, which are just other comics oh. as well. And But then the other people can hit them back, too. I forget for, like, sort of, like, point systems or whatever, how it goes. But it's a hilarious show because they're all so good.
2: Okay. It's so
0: funny. That's awesome. Yeah, but, but Comedy Central roasts, like, people willingly go up to get roasted it's 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 a fun thing it certainly humbles you for
2: sure
1: right
0: and and for some people it's necessary like the justin bieber roast is pretty funny oh
1: man because
0: they because some people get up there and they don't give a fuck like they they say what you think no one would ever say to someone's face
1: and that's what i love about it right It's, it's just the pure raw unfiltered honesty which i love Because not that long ago, I was walking around stuffing my face with my delicious banana bread. And you're like, all right, so I have to make sure I eat all of this because you're eating all of it. And when are you going to go to the gym? Now, was that the nicest thing he could have Uh, said to me? Absolutely fucking not.
0: I I need to eat more of this banana bread.
1: But it didn't make me think. I was like, oh, first of all, I would have liked for you to said that nicer. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But it didn't make me think, I'm like, you're right, I haven't gone to the gym in like a week and a half, and I have eaten a lot of this, it's delicious. But,
0: but wouldn't you like everything to be said, the nicest, like, you wouldn't want, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, just, you know, that can't happen.
1: Yeah, and I'm, you know, and that's something that I'm I'm not truly upset with, but I think everyone is. You know, everyone's trying to find the, the best to way, because I was annoyed for a minute, but then I remembered who we are. <laughs> you know, and then you just, you just move on from that, and that's what I think to kill Tony is the closest thing that resembles our life, mm. which is hilarious when it comes to this type of information being shared, which is just honest and open conversation.
0: Well, when we're jokes, well, to, you know, bring this around again um, and possibly land this plane soon so then we can we can go oh, play as pickleball. Yeah. Um, you know. When we were having that conversation with my father, and it got really emotional, and the the conversation that we were having clearly wasn't the conversation we were having, it was it, clearly it was not. it was clearly more so about regret in life and about you know a bunch of things he would have done differently, coming up short. yeah, coming up short, and a bunch of things that he hasn't really spoken about and dealt with in the past, and that Such clearly nice had risen to the top, and we were able to see that. Um. And my little sister was there, right? And Allison was there, my stepmom. And I I know that people are not frequently or maybe ever in circumstances where, because this is a lot of people's fear, right? Of having contentious and honest conversation. Is that once you open that up, there's going to be no containing it. Yeah. And it's going to get blown out of proportion. And we're going to walk away from this situation worse than when we walked in. And that is the narrative that people tell themselves which I think is,
2: that's often wrong
0: Which is why we don't have uh, You think it's often wrong You think that if most humans Start talking about how they feel about things Then it is inherently just a better thing to do I mean, that could very well be the case Is, is that mean, what you're saying you believe?
1: I don't, I don't know
0: Well, you just said what I said was wrong So tell me what
1: No, no, that's not what I meant to them
0: Okay, so what what are you saying?
1: No, I'm agreeing with you, so scratch what I just said. Okay. I thought that I had said something that wasn't in agreement with you, but I guess I didn't word it correctly, okay. which is an example of how we all suck at relaying how we feel.
0: Well, the, the the point that I'm saying is that, you know, that could very well be the case. I love the, the song Say by John Mayer. Say what you need to say. Like Like, whatever it is that's happening... Whatever it is that you think is going to happen afterwards, just f- just say it. Like, you'll feel better for it. So maybe that that's, I don't know, that's, that's what it sounded like you were just saying, is just say it and, like, I do think that things can be blown out of proportion. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> I do think that that can be the case and that it cannot be contained in- that be due to, which is why I usually have a mediator, people call them counselors, therapists, right? (laughs) Which is why you usually have someone that is skilled and trained on how to listen Mm -hmm. to what is happening on both sides and be able to deliver the message from one person to another because often the people are not listening to one another, they're just trying to score points on the other person. right? So that type of situation we're in that was very high stakes, very high emotions, uh, you know, their tears flowing, there's rage flowing. For sure, It's very important for people to be able to see that happen and also be able to see that there are people that can contain a situation and that can come back and walk around the table and give everyone a hug and yeah. a kiss you know, and, group and, and make and make everyone understand that we had a difference of opinions here, right? A differing of opinions. And we got down to a bit of why this was actually happening. Okay. Not that surface shit, the shit way beneath in the depths where people mm-hmm. don't like to go. Right.
1: Which is our favorite and, and, place. <laughs> and that
0: had come up. Yeah. And we're now able to read that. And that we understand that. That we understand that it wasn't actually the conversation that was being had. It was the conversation that wasn't being had. That is the true issue. Okay? And and then we hug it out. We kiss it out. We hug it out. We have some laughs. We continue on. We
1: go back to the and house. Is, we spend another two hours and that's there just hanging one, out.
0: And that's just one instance. It's just one yeah. chapter of... That's one conversation of probably what needs to be a very, very long series of conversations, which is what therapy is, right? You have these what seem to be first insurmountable moments, and then you surmount them. You, You overcome them. You gain resilience, and you gain trust in the process is what happens. You gain trust in the process that actually speaking about these things can make you feel better because if you don't do that... You continue to tell yourself the narrative that because if I open, if I open up this can of worms, shit's going to get ugly and we're and we're going to walk away and we're going to hate each other. And that does often happen to people because they, they are not trained on how to contain, how to distance themselves from the emotions that are arising and just say hateful things to another person or, you know, it get out of hand and whatever the case is. Uh, you don't know when to pull away you don't you don't know you know how to discern between the the surface level things that the person is arguing about and how that is truly attached to this deep, dark feeling of resentment or this grudge that they've been holding or this this hurt this trauma that they've been holding on for however long, like you, you don't see the connection between those things. So you're just trying to win an argument or you're just fighting them on the surface level, right. but you are not in tune with what is really happening in front of you in the depths of this person's heart <laughs> and soul. You can't, you, you're not in tune with seeing that. So you, you can't address it yeah. properly. Um, you haven't been trained how how to, how to do that on how to ride that wave. That's that's difficult for a lot of people. So I understand people not wanting to have that confrontation. I get it.
1: Um. You know, it's, it's very funny. All of this just reminds me of people always saying, you know, trust in the process or seek discomfort.
0: <laughs> uh, and
1: maybe you wear the sweatshirt every single day <laughs> of your life. Shout out to you, my, jo- my darling. <laughs> but you're terrified of trying new things, of seeking any real discomfort. You know, you're, you're not trusting in the process. And I think it takes a lot of shrooms and meditation to truly get there. So I
0: was so funny. You are so you are like the biggest advocate of mushrooms,
1: dude, because they saved my life. I think it's like. so, I think
0: that it is a way of getting there. I think that it I think, it, but I, I think that. But I think that you can raise people, little humans, to understand certain things, and, like, they wouldn't necessarily need it.
1: Yeah, but everyone's already been born and raised. I'm talking. Well, I mean,
0: not everyone. There's a lot of children out there.
1: People around us, you know, and I think past a certain age, you know— because th- then you would have to be this person and no one is this person
0: so you, uh, right because you, you're saying even the people that raise them they have to have that in order to be able yeah. to like instill something yeah no I see, I see what you're saying yeah
1: like this is not something that you can just like hear about through people i think
0: that life. you can meditate I think that you can meditate heavily, and there have been studies that show that it helps greatly with emotional regulation. Because this is this is no, a huge no, part of it. I'm not saying
1: that this doesn't happen through meditation. Is that I don't know any real long form, long term meditators outside of you, Sam Harris, Shana Shapiro, Sadhguru. You know, like people don't really meditate in these very deep, transformative ways. And I, think, I mean,
0: well, I mean, you don't know them. Yeah. But but people that meditate heavily exist. They do.
1: Well, yes, but I think and they're very very few people.
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying it's the overwhelming majority okay. of human beings. Yeah,
1: I think this right? is a very small group of people.
0: But what I'm saying is that so when you say shrooms, it takes shrooms. What I'm saying is not necessarily is is my thing. Is I'm saying that you can find other ways of distancing yourself because ultimately, let's forget about like the word shrooms or the word meditation. Let's just say there's a thing. Okay. And there's a thing that will allow you to do what? Because what is it that you're saying that shrooms does?
1: It, it allows you to, like you say, I think that's a great example, look at life for what it is versus looking at life through your filter, right? through what you identify as. Right.
0: So let's just say that there is this thing that allows you to distance yourself from your just outbursts, your just, you're yeah. just rampant emotions that have you see red and stop you from seeing things for what they are long enough to be able to make a rational decision and maybe a small amount of time, a long amount of time doesn't really matter. But small amounts of time are really, really necessary because, you know, sometimes you get angry really fast and you say some dumb shit or you do some shit that yes. now, now the ramifications are going to be drastic. So you could certainly meditate through that. And there have been studies that show that it does help greatly with emotional regulation which would then allow you to be able to look at a situation for what it is as opposed to what your human lens thus far has gotten you to be able to see it for. And there's also just teachings of being able to just teaching of what things are and what emotions are. And I I guess that's also to some degree a sense of mindfulness, like teaching people to think things through, to think about what a thing is, and then, what you how you feel about it, right? Which is, I guess, yeah. it's the same kind of sense like it's a, it's a mindfulness thing. Um,
1: I just think that because I agree 100% with everything that you're saying, mm-hmm. I only am such a big proponent of shrooms because just like Amazon Prime, I think we need this now. And I think this process takes. A lot of years because you have a life and you probably have children and you probably have to go to work full time and maybe you're trying to work out and you already don't have time for anything else. So maybe meditating for five to 10, maybe 20 minutes a day is already too much. And then you have to work on that meditation every single day. You also have to read material. You also probably need a support system. And I think. That unless you're a single person with a lot of time on their hands, and by single I mean maybe not children or maybe not a full time partner, whatever it is, that I think it just takes a very, 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 very long time, and I think you can get discouraged, you know, if you don't really believe in in what this practice has to offer.
0: I would believe in what you said more if I didn't know people that have done psychedelics over two hundred times and are just like, just um, people that still rob people and shoot people. I'm not you.
1: saying that this is the antidote that fixes everyone and everything. I just think that if interacted with it mindfully and you have a support system and you do research, I'm not saying just like take shrooms and then everything is perfect. Mm. That's also not what I'm saying. But I do believe that if you're working with this sort of either, what are you want to call it, piece of technology medicine, and you try to interact with it to reach deep levels of understanding and you really want to make sure, Hey, I I have sat with this and I am like, all right, this is what I'm going through. It's very, very bad. I want to fix it. And then I close my eyes and some crazy shit happens because it it just makes you look at who you are and what you're doing at the moment and what you're offering to yourself in the world. And a lot of it is really bad. But as soon as you, you allow that in and you accept that it's sort of this reemergence of, okay, like this is the issue. Like this is what I like emotional regulation. is the biggest thing for me. It's gotten much better over time, but I am a notorious, just a person that just reacts. No time in between. I'm upset. I say this thing or I do this thing and it's just, it blinds me and being able to just like slow down and just take a breath and just microdose and take some shrooms that opens that up for you. And, and it's not like you're going to do one shroom dose and then everything is fixed.
0: Remember all those psychedelic experiences you had where you were just like looking at shit with your friends and like nothing happened? It
1: was only one. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was just one. But yeah, no, I've, I did I did psychedelics with a friend that has only ever done psychedelics for however many years of her life. You know, shrooms, LSD, and then my first shroom experience was one of the most profound feelings in the world. But yeah, I just it think...
0: Is, yeah, it is funny. I understand what you're saying. The intention going in truly matters. It, so, it, it Just does. like everything else that you do. I, I, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It is also fascinating to me that people do psychedelic drugs and getting nothing at all out of it that they just you know
1: but i really truly think it is being completely honest about being okay with the unknown because i will never forget going into my first room experience with my then friend and you know we even did this little ritual she wanted to say a little prayer and i was terrified (laughs) but i remember thinking like i am utterly and truly open to whatever it is that happens here. And then I closed my eyes and then I meditated for four hours and it felt like I was stuck in a maze that I could not get out of until I s- stopped trying to get out of the maze. And I just let it be. And uh, so much more shit happened after that. But yeah, it's, it's just truly the intention. I just, I think that people are not honest. They don't know that they're not being honest with themselves. You know, going into these things. Yeah, no, I believe that everyone should do meditation. I just think that, I remember starting meditation at first. And it was so difficult. Oh, yeah. It was so hard, Earl. I would meditate for five minutes and I'd look down and like a minute and 45 seconds have passed. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is horrible. I'm freaking out. Like, I have so much anxiety. It was it was really, really bad. And now my life, just like you said, it just truly feels like a meditation.
0: Just one long know? flowing meditation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just... but. Also, I've been doing psychedelics and meditating for close to four years now. And this is the best it has ever felt like the past six months. So I think it's very easy to get discouraged. And most people don't just have a mentor next to them. I think that's huge. Yeah, You know, you, you, need, you need to have a huge support system. So I think it's helpful. You know, I think of these these doctors that, you know, have or have had these studies where they provide a facility for you to go do uh what is it mdma yeah i believe yeah and just and you you do shrooms and you try to access these very very bad slight unhealthy emotions and they usually put a blindfold over you so you don't even have your eyes open and i think that could be scarier for some people you know but you have someone walking you through this process and asking you questions and letting you know hey maybe this maybe you're seeing the most terrifying thing in the world right now but you are in a room and there's doctors here And you are safe And this is okay You know And like Tara says um, I forget the full quote But essentially It's just In this too
2: mm.
1: You know Just like Allow this too mm. Yeah she's great man You know Just being The and ocean In this too And this too yeah,
0: yeah that's a good way of putting she's it She's really and, good and, man And, and this, and this too. too It's all here It's yeah, all apart Yeah and
1: this too Yeah just just You know just feel it in yeah you gotta accept that you're probably really ugly and really fucked up but as soon as you realize that it's not your fault but you are responsible yeah. you know just just accept that there's some weird parts of you sometimes are really ugly like i've been i've caught myself being quite despicable way too many times but you know you really try to not do that again and if it does hopefully it's a less enhanced version of what it was that first time that you noticed it happening to the point it doesn't happen anymore.
0: Yeah, healing is very important. It's
1: so necessary. There
0: there are a lot of things that people focus on in life and <clears throat> a lot of it could very well be worthwhile and have brought people joy and security and all that, but I really think that healing is like the most worthwhile endeavor. Yeah. It's the most worthwhile endeavor to, to heal um you
1: know because we also know this person who has done psychedelics god knows how long the matrix Mm. you know and and he is very disciplined and determined and he's constantly tripping and he has you know great philosophies about some things but then he's also kind of lost in in this world as well you know he's not very objective about a lot of things he also has an issue with people being gay you know, because he hasn't been exposed to it very much, it's a very new concept for him. You know, just just a bunch of funny things that you'd look at. It's like, how can you? What do you mean that you've been in the depths of the psychedelic world, interacting with every fiber of your soul and your ideals? But then, but like, you just you have all these funny little things about you that you think that people owe you their time because you want them to provide a service for you. Like, what do you? What's wrong
0: with you? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. It's
1: very very nuanced. So.
0: We were having that discussion, this will uh, try to wrap it up with this
1: okay.
0: uh with my father. And Alexis, my little sister. Oh my lord. Was talking about how there's some trend on the socials. <laughs>
2: the about socials. how m- so- about
0: how men believe that they can pretty much do anything. Oh, right, of course. And that if you ask the man if you on a plane and the <laughs> fucking pilot passed out or died, could you land that plane no and idea. there was some overwhelming percentage of men that were like oh yeah i'm definitely landing that shit like <laughs> which is which is the best thing ever i love that people believe that they can just land a plane if it came down to it now the conversation that came up at the at the table it, they asked me i was like N- I, no i can't I, I can't land a plane and my father was like You better believe that I'm going to find a way to land a plane. Like, I'm going to figure it out somehow. I'm going to find someone that knows the information or whatever. And I'm like, that's much better of an answer for sure than just, like, grabbing a hold of controls. I've got it, guys. I've got it. And just trying to fucking land a plane. And I was like, your best bet is definitely getting on the intercom with whomever the fucking whatever they're called the 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 flight controllers controllers or whatever down at the bottom so they can have you not hit a plane on your way down right so you know where you're landing if we're doing a water landing if we're trying to make it what sort of gas are we working with like can we make it or fuel like how much where's the closest airport all this sort of stuff right right and what the fuck do all these buttons and, con- and knobs and controls in front of me mean? And which ones do I need to touch and which ones do I not need to touch? Imagine it was on autopilot. So like the plane was just like fine. But then the very first thing so he was like, all right, listen. You're gonna have to press this button that takes it off autopilot, and you could only imagine like what that feels like. Once you press that button that takes (laughs) auto, it's like you can feel that now you're actually in control of a plane. Um, Oh my fucking god! I'm I'm gonna be
1: honest with you. I'm pushing the
0: button back again. I'm like, hold on a second, hold on. I'm (laughs) not the one. (laughs) Hold on, I need you to explain to me everything before I press this button. How about that? I
1: am just meditating. Prior to me dying, um, because I'm not taking accountability
0: so for that. so what I was saying because we were also talking about like being the captain of a ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. ship's probably easier, I think yeah. we spoke about, but that the docking part of it, I'm certain for is sure. difficult, but what the analogy I said was that most people are captains and pilots of their own ship,
1: ah, right, right,
0: their own life, but you don't but like, you don't really wake <laughs> up to that. Until like I don't know, sometime in your twenties, for most people, like you, you, you are brought on this planet. Some people decided to have sex, conceive you. You're now here. You're you're not the pilot from age zero to when I don't right. fucking know eighteen. Like you're not really, you're not really worried about like guiding your life that's not that's not it someone else is flying this fucking ship and you're just a passenger having a grand old time looking out the window and asking for pretzels and shit just having a great time and then at some point in time these motherfuckers say all right now i'm about to parachute out (laughs) it's your plane now like it's your plane you have to but you but for a lot of people they were not gifted the talent of of Manning this I wasn't
1: gifted the talent
0: They were not They were not taught They were not trained On how to do this shit So now you're just up there And you're just trying to fucking You're just like Okay I guess I'm the captain now And you're trying to navigate this bitch In the middle of the sky Or in the middle of the ocean Because that's what life is Right Now For you to hit the intercom And try to talk to the people on the ground OK. And for them to try to give you information on how to land the plane, how to fly the plane and just in the first place, like what is even going on in the cockpit?
1: I'm good on that.
0: First of all, for you to not call the people on the intercom, <laughs> you're certainly an idiot.
1: That's Your Googling.
0: It. You're you're either an idiot or you're just, you, you're or you're prideful. Which there, is idiotic, There's something so. going on for you to not want to call the people yeah. that have been trained and have been doing this for years and it's li- they do this day in, day out. It's ridiculous. It's even worse for you to call them on the intercom, them start giving you instructions, and then for you to be like, oh, no, I'm good, man, fuck this shit, and turn the intercom off and just try to do it yourself. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's very, very tough for people to be able to see. And, and I understand. like, Because maybe you call the person on the intercom. And for some reason or another, you don't have the sight to know that they know better than you. So you're just like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to land this plane on my own. And that seems to be a very large issue these days. People do not take into account professionalism. They don't, They people that have been doing things for years, much longer, like giving their life to something, dedicating their existence to something. People are just like, a bit like done with a lot of those people. And it is tough because a lot of those people say some smart things and then say some dumb shit too. I hope that for some point, at some point we all start to, humble ourselves a bit more and are able to listen to people that have truly been dedicating their time day in and day out to something like healing themselves (laughs) and you're like you know what this person seems like they're on to something they seem like they figured something like maybe i should listen to them on on this topic it makes sense right and God bless the people that don't. God bless the people that don't that listen. don't listen to those people. This ties because back to I we've never seen. speak from a place of just sheer superiority and just authoritarianism. Never. Like if I'm ever speaking from a place, it's because I've definitely. Put some thought into it, unless I tell you, by the way, I put no thought into this, but here's what I'm thinking about right now. When it comes to the healing aspect of life, this is what I have dedicated my existence to ever since I started flying my own ship. Right. Right. Ever since I started commanding my own ship, flying my own plane, which happened roughly around 18, 19, is when I started to come to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought, all right, I see people with money. I see people with all these material items. I see people achieving this and achieving that, but I also see that they're, they're sad. Like I was able to see that young. It's like they seem sad. They seem unfulfilled. They seem like I see these things. Like, all right, well, I don't want that. Mm-hmm i i want to feel fulfilled i want to feel happy i want to feel healed i want to get these things off even though i had no idea what i meant when i said that i had no idea to the degree in what healing needed to happen and i'll continue to learn that even from this point on but i knew that that was worth fighting for Right. right i've dedicated a long time to that and so when i speak to people I I want them to know that, I. again, I'm not condemning, I'm not trying to put people down because they don't look like me or they don't sound like (laughs) me or they don't (laughs) practice the things that I practice. But I am just trying to have a full body discussion to something that I've given over a decade of my life to just thinking about and feeling and processing. I think that that time, that over a decade's worth of time matters.
1: It's, I think it matters you, a when lot. When
0: you do anything, right? And um, that's all I have to say. I'm ready to go play pickleball.
1: Yeah, I just want to say, just be open to being wrong, man. We're wrong all the time.
2: And play pickleball.
0: All right. Bye. 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 Peace, everybody. No, love you, you. Love you.